Welcome to BioIT World's Trends from the Trenches podcast, your insider's look at the science, technology, and executive trends driving the life sciences. I'm Allison Prophet, editor of BioIT World. This episode is hosted by Stan Gloss, founder of BioTeam, a life sciences IT consulting company at the intersection of science, data, and technology. Joining Stan today is Aaron Friedman, Principal Product Manager at Amazon Web Services. A couple of weeks ago, Aaron gave Stan a sneak peek at a new product being launched today at Amazon's reInvent event. Let's listen in. Good afternoon, Aaron. I am so excited to talk about um, the new launch of Amazon Omics with you and to be one of the first to be able to discuss this topic with you. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Stan. And uh, really appreciate you having me on. Um, <laughs> it's it's always uh, a pleasure to get the opportunity to chat. I know we've we've known each other for for some time and um, we're really excited over here. We're really excited for um, the the value that we think Amazon Omics is going to provide customers um, as well as partners, right? Working with, um, you know, Bioteam and, and others, for example. Um, it's, uh, it's something, yeah, I just can't emphasize how excited we are to help our uh, our customers and make it easier and easier to advance right precision medicine, scientific discovery and everything um, that goes along with it. Yeah, we've had the luxury of being part of your beta tester group and had a chance to really kind of look at Amazon Omics, which makes this so much more exciting because the feedback I'm getting from my team is that this is going to be significant in the marketplace. So maybe we should talk a little bit about it. So maybe take us back to what was the world like prior to this launch? And why did AWS decide to fix this problem in the marketplace? What What is it that you saw and why did you do this? Yeah, I think the the, the simple answer, right, is and this is, of course, across AWS, is we listen to our customers. And so one of the things that we've heard uh, time and time again is, right, we know that genomics, and, and it's not just genomics, right? It's all this other biological data, um, whether it's, you know, transcriptomics or um, the the gut microbiome or the proteome or... Uh, <laughs> Pick, pick your pick your favorite, if if you so will. But um, you know that genomics and this other biological data really has the power and the potential to transform how we treat disease. Um, but you know, fundamentally, as as we've seen, you know, across you know across the industry, right, the scale at which it takes to manage you know petabytes and petabytes of data. How do we make this data findable, accessible, interoperable, reusable with all the data lineage uh, built in? Um, how do we just make it easier and easier for um, you know for for scientists and researchers and clinical genomics organizations to mine their data and deliver the right treatment to the right individual. You know, these are all things that we've heard from customers time and again. Mm-hmm. And, and and to be to be clear, right, there are a lot of phenomenal um solutions out there in the industry, right? 
but what we've heard from customers is there's a lot of undifferentiated heavy lifting associated with getting to their outcomes. And that's really what we're focused on, right? We know that, for example, tens of millions of whole human genomes will be sequenced and stored in the next five years. So how do we store that data efficiently for our customers, make it easy to share, make it accessible and secure? We know that, you know, for the from the idea of interoperability and data sharing and reproducibility, it's really important that that customers have the ability to run their, for example, their workflow language of choice and being able to have this portability, share it among collaborators and have it just run seamlessly. We know that, you know, omics data is unique, but it's not enough. Right. And so how do we make it easier for our customers to um, right? organize, normalize, transform their data into formats that make it uh, accessible for discovery, that make it easier to query, easier to analyze, easier to combine with other types of data modalities, uh, such as clinical data with, say, clinical records or imaging. Mm -hmm. And so as as we've just been talking to customers for a long time, I mean, these are conversations I've had at Amazon for over AWS for for over six years since I've been here, um, I think we just realized that it was um, the right thing for our customers, and so we we invested in sort of removing a lot of that undifferentiated heavy lifting for them, and ideally, right, getting them more and more focused uh, towards scientific discovery and enabling uh, precision medicine. So, Aaron, quick question for you: You know, we've worked together as partners in mm-hmm. on a project called Multiomics. Mm-hmm. And how does that tie into the new Amazon Omics platform? Yeah, so I think um, you know one of the trends, or even uh, I'm, I'm not going to say. Well, I am going to say buzzword, but it's not just a buzzword in the industry. Is this idea of multi-omics and multimodal analyses? And and so I think what what this really gets to is the fact that you need to bring together multiple data modalities to best understand, for example, patient populations. And and so when we look at what this means, this means we need to have right purpose-built data stores for variant data. We need to have purpose-built data stores for um, you know, known information about you know, variants, areas in the genome. We need to have purposeful data stores for um, clinical records as well. And so when we think about multiomics and multimodal, it's all that, it's governance, it's bringing all this together. And I think where, um, where our new AWS service really plays and hopefully makes this easier for customers is on that multiomics side of things. So how do we bring all that data together? How do we process it? How do we make it easier to build insights? Um, and, and of course, right across um, AWS, we have additional investments, for example, in, in Amazon Health Lake to do similar things. And But all that, again, needs this sort of fair data commons, if you will. And that's where I think a lot of the, the work, for example, that us and, and Bioteam have, have done uh, really comes to play. Um, is is really how do we then make all that data accessible um, on that layer, or uh, uh, basically built on top of those you know foundational primitives that we are um, now uh, putting out there for our customers. So let's get into talking a little bit more about what the clients and 
customers will see when they're working with Amazon Omics. So kind of help me understand like how the clients will use this. Um, well, I think there's, I think there's a lot of ways, <laughs> which is good uh, for for customers to um, to to use the the service. Uh, and and I'd be uh, lying if I said I knew of every way. I think one of the things we're really excited for is to see how customers use this over the next coming months and years. I think foundationally, if you look at the areas that we're investing in based on customer feedback, I think there are sort of three main areas, if you will, um, with a lot of, of nuance bundled underneath it. And so the the first one is sort of this, uh, you know, uh, how do we store and share this data at, at a low cost and share the data efficiently? Uh, and that is, I think, just it's it's foundational in the sense of how it, really I think the question we're trying to ask here is how do we remove um, the barriers to entry for scaling these types of analysis and that's cost it's data management um, that's you know fair data access and everything like that and so I think part of our service will really be used um, for that and it's not just us working with partners and everything like that as well the second piece there, I, I, I think, and I've already sort of talked about this, is how do we make it easier to bridge across all of these data silos? Um, in my past life, for example, at the startup I was at, um, you know, we we had to do a lot of these things. We were taking um, a bunch of different data modalities and having to bring it together, reconciling even simple things like, how does my sample ID map to my subject or patient? And so we want to tackle right those those types of things and just make it easier and easier. And also, how do we reconcile the fact that you know our industry has numerous different data formats with heck different coordinate systems? You you look right. Everyone can have sort of their own sort of unique reference genome. Um, a lot of them today are based on right GRCH thirty eight or HD thirty eight. But even just reconciling that, bringing a common coordinate system together, and really just facilitating discovery is something um, that I think customers will use uh, the service for, uh, in conjunction with the the multiomics and multimodal stuff that 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 you mentioned before. And then, right, if, if we have sort of the, how do we analyze the data from a raw standpoint? How do we help our customers transform that data and facilitate downstream analysis, often in the industry, right, called tertiary analysis? Um, there, There's the, the fundamental fact that you actually have to compute on this data. And I, I remember back when I was getting or finishing up my, my doctorate, uh, talking to um, uh, one of my mentors, and he was always talking about how the need to, for example, compute on the genome. And that's always resonated with me. And so it's not just secondary analysis, uh, right? Going from right uh, the raw sequence data to some type of insight like variant calling or, or um, you know gene expression profiles, but it, it's everything else. And so whether it's you know using the service for Right, those those canonical types of analyses, whether it's for single cell spatial genomics, whether it's for um, you know looking at the composition in a gut microbiome, whether it's for uh, protein structure, function, and prediction. I, th I think there's just so much that um, we're excited to see what our customers do with it, and um, really look forward to continuing to build and innovate on behalf of our customers. So. What has AWS done 
to remove the, what you described previously as heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Well, let's make believe I'm a new startup company and I'm going to do, you said, spatial genomics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Walk me through how I would kind of get going and how this removes the heavy lifting. Because I think everybody wants more heavy lifting done for them than doing it themselves. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if you take uh, an example customer like that, right, you are generating a lot of data. Um, and so you today you would be storing that data, for example, on Amazon S3. S3 um, is just a phenomenal object storage. It has been really transformational to not just the healthcare life sciences industry, but, you know, the whole technology industry at, at large. Um, but you would store the data in S3. You would need to if if you want to make the data findable and accessible, you would build write your own metadata and search layer. Um, you would need to figure out the optimal storage and retrieval patterns for that data and tier it effectively. Um, you could, in a lot of cases, right, choose to use something like S3 intelligent tiering. Um, all that gets right optimized with our um, you know capabilities, our storage capabilities within Amazon Omics. Um, the other piece that you would need to do is you need to analyze that data, and so. You know, if we think about you know computing on you know spatial genomics, you have a set of pipelines that you're traditionally trying to run. If you're say coding that up in Nextflow or Whittle, um, the traditional path, right? Um, if you're doing complete do-it-yourself DIY, is you would have to then manage the engine. You'd have to manage the underlying file system. You would have to uh, manage retries and. Any, any errors you'd have to do, right? A lot of debugging and all the stuff, if you're really doing it at scale, becomes a challenge in a production system. Um, you know, and, and I spent a lot of my time here at, at AWS as a solutions architect. So working directly with customers on, on these types of problems. And I think what's really nice here is we've abstracted away all of that, right? So you don't have to worry about, oh, for example, I need to run Whittle. Do I need to pick Cromwell or Mini Whittle? No, you just you focus on the language, right? And say, hey, I have this Whittle script. I need to register it within the service, and then I need to run it and run it and run it. And so what that means, I think, for the customer is there's a lot less work that's needed to develop, maintain, and operate a production scale system. Um, and that is really, I, I think, valuable because it, it frees up a lot of resources to do what is differentiating to the organization, which is, oh, cool, I've, I've generated a lot of, for example, spatial genomics data or single cell data. And and how do I, like, how do I actually analyze it? What are the scientific or, uh, or precision medicine type questions that I want to answer? And that's where I think, you know, organizations like a new startup want to focus, right? If you look at you know, new hires in a startup organization. A lot of the the first hires are bioinformaticians and data scientists. It's it's um, relatively rare to see, say, in the first ten to twenty hires, you know, a vast majority of them being software engineers who are needed to would be needed to manage these types of uh, systems at scale. So those are the Davids of the world. <laughs> what about the Goliaths, the large legacy? say big pharmaceutical company that has some challenges how does amazon omics help the the goliaths of the world yeah and, and i i 
I, I <laughs> hope it's okay, but I would challenge a little bit the uh, the 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 framing of um, of legacy, just because we've seen at AWS so much innovation coming from these large organizations as as well, um, right? Whether it's you know Moderna uh, with you know development of their COVID nineteen vaccines, whether it's you know we we have numerous uh, for example case studies working with uh, some of the largest farm in the world and and driving and accelerating their innovation and and really really happy to be be part of that. I, I think though where we can help um, again is, is if you look at those large organizations, you know one of the things is, and we talk about this at AWS is sort of this innovation flywheel. And so again, right, similar to startups in the aspect of, and obviously these are much uh, further along organizations, a lot of funding, many, many, many are public. Um, but again, it's it's. Do you want your, um, you know, the question I would ask is, and when I talk to customers, it resonates. Is really, is this the is 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 managing all this stuff what you really want to do? Is that the the long term? you know, value to the business or is it right? Small molecule discovery? Is it how do I use genomics to properly, um, you know, stratify my patient populations in a clinical trials? Um, how do I combine this data efficiently, say for real world evidence and post-market um, observational monitoring? There's, there's, so much value that I hope we can bring to these to these customers by again removing and really just freeing up their their bioinformaticians, their data scientists, and, and everyone with that you know domain expertise, and just really allowing them to to operate at the the top of their license. Right, a, 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 they're just brilliant people across um, across every organization, and and our goal is to hopefully free them up to do what they do best, which is um, really advance, I'd, I'd say medicine, improve human health. That's, that's our mission. That's, you know, what we, what we hope we can provide these customers. Well, it's certainly our mission as well. That's why we're so well aligned. Anyway, um, maybe it would be interesting to hear if there are any stories that you could share with us from your beta test group. I know that many of them are under non-disclosure and you can't actually refer any names, but maybe you could share some experiences of actual beta testers and how they've used it and what benefits they've already seen from the platform. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the areas that's really important to us, and, and this is sort of just going to be a um, a broader observation and one of the things we really strive towards and and I think it gets back to the undifferentiated heavy lifting piece is, is ease of use. And that's something we're really focused on. And so to to your point, I, I can't say specific names or anything of that sort, but um you know what we what we found is um as customers have been going, for example, through the beta program, um and right it's a beta program. We we continue to um collect customer feedback and ship new capabilities based on that. Um, but ease of use is just is so important to us, both in the short term and long term. And so, you know, if, if I had to pick a a metric is, you know, how, how hard is it for customers to get started? One of the really great things we've seen, for example, is with regards to our um, our, our variant data stores. 
And so if you look at like what you know, customers had to do today, and this is related to direct customer feedback, is if they wanted to ETL data into a format, right, you have to manage, and, and a lot of this goes, say, into Apache Parquet uh, today, um, you would have to manage your own ETL pipeline, you would need to deploy, right, let's say you're using Hail or Glow or a custom parser, you would have to deploy all that um, by yourself, you'd have to operate and manage it. We've been able to really take that complex process and just down to a simple API call. And so the feedback we've heard from customers there is, oh, I can just bring my 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 VCFs and it's call a, a single API and it's it's ready for me to actually analyze. And so um, that's just one example. But I, I think ease of use is is something. Obviously, we're not perfect today and we will continue to to strive to always make that better but that's something we've been really pleased to see but we've seen right customers look at right the traditional genomics and variant calling we've seen rna seq we've seen a bunch of different you know types of pipelines and analyses and um really excited as as i as i've said before to to sort of see um the hopefully the value right that we can provide customers um, doing a, a wide variety of um, these types of uh, multi-omic analysis on a, on AWS. So Aaron, where do you see, this is just the beginning part of the yep. omics platform. Mm -hmm. Where does the group see the vision of the future and where, where will this grow to and how, you know, I know this is just the beginning, but where will this grow? Yeah, I think, um, so I think the, the 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 first thing here, right, to even just <laughs> fundamentally right think about it is right, we're not just focused on genomics. And, and so obviously a lot of what we've built and launched is is helping our customers with some of those foundational uh you know traditional genomics analyses. But um, you know, we we really just want to make it easier and easier across, you know, all all biological data. Um and so when we when we look at that and listen to customers, there's a, a wide set of things that that we um, that we hear, and we're collecting feedback. I I don't want to pontificate too much. <laughs> Obviously, we just we just launched, and um, you know I think we're we're going to be in a really exciting time where customers are going to be doing things that we didn't even expect. And I I really look forward to to collecting that feedback and and um, you know and, and using that to make sure we're delivering the utmost value. But I think the 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 real thing here is. Yeah, it's it's biological data. It's it's everything from you know like cellular and subcellular pathways on down. Um, we're you know customers have told us that they're really keen to um, uh, leverage our, our our new service for. Um, but then yeah, roadmap and and like every, everything at AWS, it's determined by customer feedback. And so I have ideas uh, a little bit, you know, based on the customer conversations I've had. But uh, I look forward to having a lot more and continuing to um, hopefully innovate and make it easier and easier for, for our customers. So how would our listening audience find information about Amazon Omics and their trials? Is there, so where can they go and what can they do? Yeah. So um, everything is uh, right. This is a full fledged right AWS service. So everything is um, you know it's in your AWS management console. It's available via the AWS command line interface and software development kits. Um, but if you want to learn more, you can go to aws.amazon.com. Uh, 
backslash omics um and that will get you to our uh to our product page um all information there around you know pricing and, and everything like that is there as well as getting started guides we'll continue to add workshops and and everything like that uh to hopefully make it really easy to uh to get started well aaron thank you so much for sharing this really current current information with us and we're looking forward to seeing how uh, Amazon Omics is really going to solve that heavy lifting problem that we see every day with our clients. Yeah, thanks so much, Dan. And as as always, I, I can't emphasize enough how much it's 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 a pleasure to to connect with you here. I gosh, I, I think we've known each other for what six years now. I think yeah, um, just looking back and I, I, I remember, um, you know, oh, in some of the early conversations, you know, your name coming up, whether it's with, you know, by a team or just more broadly. And I, I've, I've been honored, obviously, to get to know you and continue to get to know you and uh, um, look forward to, you know, hoping to advance the industry together. Aaron, thank you so much for your time. It was a true pleasure. And um, thank you for the opportunity to bring this information out as quickly as possible. And we wish you the best of luck with the launch. Thank you so much, Dan. Uh, pleasure being here. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to BioIT World's Trends from the Trenches podcast. 